Welcome to Level 7, Episode 153, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 3, Episode 17, The Team. But first, a message from a member of our team, Daniel J. Lewis, who runs the Noodle Mix Network. If you enjoy this podcast and any of our others from Noodle Mix Network, please nominate three of our top shows in the 11th Annual People's Choice Podcast Awards before May 1st. For quick nomination instructions and voting reminders, go to noodle.mx slash podcast awards. And thank you for your support. Welcome to Level 7. A podcast about Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It's a magical place. Hello and welcome to Welcome to Level 7. I'm Ben, Ben Avery, and I am a fan of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And if you're listening to this, I think you just might be a fan of the Marvel Cinematic Universe too. And I'm here with another fan of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And that would be Agent Evan. It's me, Agent Evan. How's it going, agents? And yes, Agent Daniel is not here right now again. And I'm still not him. No, no. Uh, he <sighs> is still not him. Uh, but if you were him, we wouldn't be recording the way we are right now, although uh, this is new, so we'll see how well this works, and maybe we'll do this again. But we're actually in the same room. Uh, Sitting across the table. This has never happened in Welcome to Level 7 history. It's happened in other podcast history where I've sat in the same room with Evan, but that was a car. It was a car. Yeah, so it wasn't it was really a, a room. room. Yeah. Uh, it was a minivan, so that that would count as a moving room sure yeah but um chairs <laughs> but we've had some technical difficulties with some of our other equipment and this is the way to get around it and i'm flabbergasted it's actually working so here we are and uh we're here to talk about an episode with a pretty weak title the team the team or as the french would say Le team. I don't know how to say team in another language. I don't either. But if they were talking the. about this episode, they would say le team just because they couldn't help themselves. Um, Is that really how you say team in? No, no. Oh, okay. No. I'm, but Ben, you're from Canada. I just automatically assume you know French. And you say all those fancy like art words. I have. I don't know. I, I actually have taken eight years of French. Eight years? Mm-hmm. And you don't remember? Kindergarten, first grade, second grade, third grade. Okay. Freshman, sophomore year in high school, freshman, sophomore year in college. So we're talking 20 years ago. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I took I took two years of high school Spanish and don't remember much. I am I know enough to be dangerous. I know how to go to, and order food and I ask where the bathroom is. Well, I, I can understand some. I, I can, but uh, not team. So <laughs> there it is. Uh, I can ask you to dance with me. I'm going to decline, Ben. Okay. Uh, yep. I only dance with one lady. Not that you're a lady. And I'm not but, a lady. Yep, yep, so. so there you go. There we are. Shouldn't have said that. <clears throat> yeah. So anyway, here we are talking about the team. Uh, I'm trying to think if there's any news. So we're going to go ahead and play the sounder. And when we come back, hopefully we'll know if we have news or not. And if we don't, we don't. Normally Daniel's the guy who does the news. And he's not here. Oh, I'm sure there's something to talk about. All right. Well, let's play the sounder and, and find out. Shield Intelligence Report. Okay, so uh, while you're 
frantically scrolling on your phone, trying to find some sort of uh, news of some sort, I am going to tell you the news that I have heard, which is Captain America Civil War has been getting some pretty good reviews. Because it has been, it's been screened, correct? Mm -hmm. Yes. It's been screened for, basically for press, I think. Yeah, they had the premiere already. Yeah. And so, yeah, that's that's positive. Yep. Um, I'm still going to like Batman v Superman better. I'm just saying. Wow. Yeah, I'm just So that really was the gauntlet that was thrown down when I said that the Civil War would be a better film. Yeah. Yeah. We'll just see, Ben. And by we'll see, which means I'm just going to hold to my opinion. Yeah, but I don't think you will. I think it'll be so good, you will change your opinion. Did you sit next to me in the theater during the... I did. I did sit next to you in the theater, and (laughs) I had to protect myself from the fist pumps, and yeah. Yeah, I don't don't think I'm going to be doing that for... (laughs) Her Captain America Civil War, but we'll see. Yeah, we'll yeah. See. I, I had behind me. I had a, a seven-year-old girl kicking my seat and telling her parents that she's scared and that she has to go potty. And then next to me, I had fists flying, and uh, I, I actually had to duck a couple times from your cheekbones because you were smiling so big. That's right. Yeah. And then on my other side, I had my friend from high school stealing my popcorn. So <laughs> nice. That's right, friends, agents. If Ben wasn't already doing this podcast, I'd be roping him into a DC podcast, and oh. it'd be awesome. Yeah. Uh, if it was a DC podcast, we'd already be having some of the problems that we've had now with just the sheer volume of yes, stuff. Yes, ab- even more so, absolutely. Uh, because it's weekly there. I, I know, I'm not sure how you, you'd have to do spinoff. You wouldn't be able to do... I think we'd just drop Arrow. Is what we do. It sounds like a lot of people have done so. Yeah, <laughs> I I was I was holding on, but now I'm I might be letting go. I'm still I'm I am getting to the Legends of Tomorrow. I've watched all the episodes yeah. up until Jonah Hex's next episode. I haven't watched that one, but it's superheroes. It's time travel. Uh, it's not great time travel, but but it's it's that's it's, that's yeah. a conversation for another day. It is. They name dropped my favorite supervillain. I'm just saying. They name dropped your favorite supervillain, but they actually did an episode around a supervillain that I have been curious about since I was seven. Really? Yeah, because he's the villain from part one of a five part epic that I only had part one for until two years ago Hmm. when I went ahead and said, hey, I've got this one. I'm going to go on eBay and find it. Find the rest of the story. So Nice. Okay, so uh, we've okay. vamped long right. enough. Yep, what do yep, you got yep. for us for news? Other news, okay. In breaking news, the first image of Rita Repulsa from the new Power Rangers movie has been dropped. Wrong it, uh, image. Uh, oh, there right. is an image right, that has right. shown up of Danny Rand, though. Oh, really? Yeah, have you seen that? No, I have not. Yeah, they, they did drop one image of Danny Rand. Looks like he could have been hanging out with that first image that they showed us of Doctor Strange. Where he's just is scruffy. he in the costume? No, oh, no. Okay. He's wearing like a Baja shirt. Oh. And he's got scruff. And is, not... he, is he striking a martial arts pose? No, no. He's walking down the street. Oh, bummer. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, okay. In actual other news, they have cast two more people for the Iron Fist show. Uh, Jessica Stroop and Tom uh, Pelfrey will play Joy and Ward Meacham. And apparently Joy and Ward Meacham are the children of Harold Meacham, who have spent their lives building Rand Enterprises to its current standing in the world 
only to have their work put in jeopardy when Danny returns to claim his birthright. So you just said four names. Okay. I put up two fingers. Sorry, sorry. Four names that mean nothing to me. Yeah, they mean nothing to me either. Uh, It's been so long since I've read those early Iron Fist, and I sold my essential edition of Iron Fist. And so I cannot go back and reread. I'm so... ah. It's... It's confession time here again on Welcome to Level 7. Okay. Okay. Uh, My only exposure to Iron Fist has been in the Marvel animated series. uh, Ultimate Spider-Man. Ultimate Spider-Man was my first one, and I really disliked him. Yeah. But then I saw him in uh, Avengers Earth's Mightiest Heroes, and I really liked him in that. I think mostly because he had the same voice as Robin from Batman the Animated Series, but I liked him a lot better in that. Well, yeah. Truth is, I mean, he, he's not a common character. Yeah. He shows up a lot of places, but that's because he's one of those easy characters that's not doing much, and so they can they can roll him out every few years. And uh, I like the character. I do. And I'm very, very excited for the Iron Fist Netflix series. I'm hoping the way that they've been striking a different tone for each series, I'm hoping for kind of a... Uh, Tarantino-esque or exploitation type vibe for Luke Cage. We'll see. Uh, and I'm hoping for a, uh, a martial arts kung fu yeah. type of vibe. Uh, you know, Shaw Brothers kind, kind of stuff. Okay. Not not for the whole series, but for it to be there, to be an element. You know, more, more kung fu-y than Daredevil. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Daredevil is gritty. And there's Ninja. Yeah. But it's not like a kung fu movie ninja thing. It's yeah. it's more noir. And now Jessica Jones is super noir mm. uh, when it when it gets into that. I'll take your but, word for it. I haven't yeah. watched it yet. But um, I know Daniel is super excited for Iron Fist. That's yeah. his, that's the one he's holding out for. Yeah, yeah. Uh, when they when when they announced the members of the Defenders, and I realized, wait a minute, it's Heroes for Hire, <laughs> and it's it's Iron Fist and Power Man. I mean, well, they've got to they've got to combine their shows probably for second season, don't you think? That would be cool. That would be super cool. Season two of Luke Cage, and season two. Oh yeah, if they did Luke Cage and Iron Fist. They wouldn't even have to do season two for both of them. They just merge It'd them. Just be season one of Heroes for Hire. Yeah. Oh, they could do that. Defenders itself feels like Heroes for Hire, but they probably won't be a team for Hire. They probably will be more like a Avengers team. But maybe out of that, they could have Danny Rand and Luke Cage. That'd be sweet. Join up, start a business, and then they hire Jessica Jones along the way every once in a while to do some of their their legwork. Who would be the villain you would want in the the Iron Fist and Power Man team up? Oh, I don't know. I don't. Know. I'm not real familiar. I mean, I've read uh, one of the Black and White Essential editions of the their, their team up book when they were Power Man and, and Iron Fist. Um, but I don't, there's no standout stories for me. Like I just read it and it was again, 15 years ago, probably I sold that. I sold my iron fist volume one, essential edition. I sold my Luke cage <laughs> volume one, essential edition. I wouldn't want them to fight like a serious villain, like, uh, like Fisk. I don't know. I, th- I would love to see them go up against like Mysterio or something or, you know, some, you know, bring in thing, thing, foom, you know, and <laughs> something wacky some, like that. Yeah. That'd just do something cool and weird and 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 fun because that's the one thing the one thing that's missing from the Netflix series yeah. is they've been doing a lot of the darky dark dark 
and that's okay, but it'd be fun to actually see fun jump into some of the fun. Yeah. You know, not, not to do, not to go full flash. Right. Or, or legends of tomorrow. Right. But all right, well, let's move on then. Let's what more news. Okay. No, I just said, okay. (laughs) So let's move on, uh, to the, the episode discussion. Mission report. All right. So here we are. It's the team. The team. The team. And who is the team? They couldn't even call it Secret Warriors. No. They just call the it team. The team. Yep. La team. And it's our inhuman team. And they're coming to the rescue of our regular team. Okay. So I think we'll go commercial to commercial on this. Okay. There's not a lot of plot. There really isn't. I mean, there's a lot to talk about, but there's not a lot of stuff that's actually happening. Yeah, there's no splitting up. No. For the most part. Well, I mean, they, there is, but they're quickly back together. So we're not going to follow three different plots or do anything like that. We're it's not three different stories. We're just going to go commercial to commercial. And then we also get that kind of flashback thing that happens at the end. And so, uh, yeah, let's let's do it. Okay. So first our teaser, uh, which takes us from the, the opening scene through to the first commercial. Uh, so it's actually longer than the teaser because we get a title card in there. That's when the official teaser is over. But it's the rescue. It's yeah. the entire rescue. Our cliffhanger from last last episode was uh, TV Magneto landed the plane in some sort of Hydra complex. Yep. I mean, it's, it's, it's Hydra. And he has escaped from the plane, from the Zephyr. He had. They've sent in uh, low rent TV Cyclops and a team of people to go and get Coulson and his crew on the plane. On the plane, Coulson and his crew lock themselves in a closet and come up with some plans to figure out how to save themselves. But then they had chlorine gas conveniently in that broom closet. Well, that's the closet they went to. They went to the <laughs> the, the closet that has all the cleaning supplies. Everyone has chlorine gas as a cleaning supply, Absolutely. Don't they? Uh, on their plane. <laughs> and then, uh, but Sky, she assembles her it's Daisy Daisy Avengers. It's Daisy Ben. Uh, yeah, Quake, Daisy, Drummers, mm. Sky. Uh, <laughs> she's assembled her TV Avengers to go and do the rescue. And she's wearing the jumpsuit. Yeah. And she jumps out of the plane. And Joey's like, I hope I don't melt these clips on good, my. Good moment. <laughs> yeah. Good moment. I'm like, man, that's a good point. <laughs> and they looked at each other and said, "Did she just jump without a parachute?" And no, wrong. <laughs> that's sorry, wrong. wrong. Sorry, it's still MCU, but <laughs> they they go and they very very quickly uh, are rescued. Like, what what just happened? I I was going into this episode and I was <laughs> I was not thrilled, honestly, Ben, because and I told you this while we were watching it because I thought the whole episode was going to be the rescue. And, and it was just going to take forever, and we were going to spend too much time with the team. And nope. yeah, no, nope. I was, I was like, wow, nope. okay. But I was, I was happy with this. I liked it. So here we are. Uh, first commercial. They have been, they have been set free. They have actually, they took the Zephyr. Yep. So they didn't even lose the plane. I mean, I'm thinking they're all, or almost all of them, are, are knocked out, unconscious, hurt. Uh, Hydra comes in takes them prisoner, and that's what our team is going to rescue. No, they aren't even off the plane. <laughs> and that's where... And, and Sky is able to go and get 
those two people from two very distant places on the world. Apparently, the Quinjet that they're on does go very, very quickly. But yeah, they uh, they. Well, we don't know back. where the Hydra base was. We don't. We don't. But so. we do know that she's obviously it's halfway uh, in between L.A. and Mexico. Yeah, Yo Yo, she's out of the country. Yeah, and. Is that where Joey was? Was in Los Angeles? I think so, because he went home. You know, they said he went home, and that's where they picked him up. (laughs) So it's just, and then we're done. And and now I'm wondering, what could they possibly do with this episode now? Like, this was, where's this going? What's this? They did so much. They did. They did. Was not expecting. Yes. But at this point in time, I'm just kind of, wait, huh? What? And we had, I mean, we had a good team moment, I felt like, with her on the closet. I mean, it's been, it seems like it's been forever since mm-hmm. we've just had our team together. Yeah, it's it's Coulson, Mac, Fitzsimmons. And um, May. And May. Now, May's hurt, hurt bad. Uh, but they, they're in there, they're, they're they are, they, they are being a team. I mean, they are working together. They trust each other. They want to help each other. Yep. Um, they're thinking, they're all thinking together. They're all doing what they're good at. Colson's being a good team leader. And then, uh, they, they're, they're kind of doing that last stand thing yeah, where get, get me something fits, get me something to yeah, hold these guys off. And then they're, they're ready at the door. It's, it's, uh, it, it's the beginning of star Wars. Uh, the first Star Wars. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Episode four yes, for you youngsters, yes. but uh, he's where they're all the rebels troops are just waiting with their guns ready for whoever is going to come through the door to come through so they can fight. I was getting a uh, a Aragorn and King Theoden up in Minas Tirith, no Helm's Deep vibe, where they're coming in. Yeah, King yeah, Th- but it's it's this is the last yeah. stand, and but then it's just a knock knock knock. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> It's, it's and we we it's even the secret warriors. we even squeezed in some very mild flirting between Mac and uh Yo Yo before the before the first commercial. True. True. Now I didn't catch because the the English phrase that she was practicing when she got picked up was oh. Hello, it is nice to see you again. Yes. I think. Is that what she said to Mac? I don't know. I didn't catch that either, but that's a good point. I I was waiting for her to use that phrase, and then... But I bet you that's who she was practicing for, though. Well, you know, he's practicing his Spanish for her. She's practicing her English for him. Yep. There's... Yep. If not sparks, there's warmth. (laughs) There's some warmth there. And uh, although you did put Mac on Death Watch again... I did. ...today... He yeah he he's did on, not die today. No, he did not. But I had to remind Ben that he is on Death Watch. We're getting we're getting more character development. We're getting some attachment between him and Yo Yo. One of them may end up going. It'll it, be her. Uh, no way. It's way too <laughs> obvious. I mean, if they do it, okay. But I feel like it's way too obvious because of. I mean, she's the only one we know has a cross. Anybody with a brain can figure out, oh, it's obviously Yo-Yo. So I feel like they've got to throw us a curveball. It can't be Mac. It can't be Mac. He's on Death Watch. Well, you can put him on Death Watch, but it won't mean that he's actually going to die. It's just watching. We'll just you see. and your morbid friends can just watch him and watch for him to die. But we got four more episodes, Ben. That's all I'm saying. Four? Four more episodes of Mac. 
Or is it five? The TV said it was four. Yeah, we have five episodes in the season, I think. But the TV was saying four episodes for the vision to come true. Oh. I think is what the TV was saying. Okay. Something like that. Uh, okay. Well, maybe that final episode will be a two-parter. No. And, and do it in one evening. Good point. Like they've done before. So, wow, this is time is going fast. Uh, let's see. Some other things. Let's look at our notes here. My notes. I didn't take any notes. Lincoln. <laughs> he was Electro Spidey. <laughs> yes. Since when can you pick stuff up with lightning? Well, electricity and magnetism are related. Okay. So there's that possibility. It was like a lasso. It wrapped around the it guy's totally leg. Was. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah, new. No, he was flinging people around, and it did remind me of. It reminded me of Spider Man because you said Spider Man, but I was thinking Electro. Okay. And and I think I've seen Electro actually do those kind of moves. Really? Yeah. So maybe Lincoln can now be called TV, TV Electro. Ele- TV Electro. Yeah, it's got to. It might even be better than movie Electro. Uh, it wouldn't be hard. Although I did like Jamie Fox. Yeah, I like I like Jamie Foxx for what he was doing, but not for Electro. It was a it was a pretty yeah. I liked his his dubstep voices inside his head. That was cool. I liked that. That was cool. There was and the sound design was was really neat. You know, but longtime listeners will know that I've I've received a lot of flack on this show for my support of the Amazing Spider-Man Two, and I just want to go on record and say I still I still like it. It's not the best movie, but no, it is not. I still enjoy it. It is not the worst movie either. Yeah. Uh, speaking of worst movies, I watched Punisher. The the movie, the second one. Mm. Yeah, I, yeah. When I say the second one, there's the the Dolph Lundgren one, which is the first one. I haven't seen any of them. Well, that one, if you like '80s action movies that are just cheesy '80s action movies, go for it. The one, the second one. Uh, Thomas Jane, not great, not great at all. Was the main actor or the director? That was uh, the actor. Okay, playing Punisher, and then the third one I haven't, which I think is is it uh Warzone? Yeah, but the guy who played Punisher was um, he's also one of the one of the the guys from Thor, but totally like Ray Winstone or something like Tom that. Hiddleston. No, not Tom Hiddleston. <laughs> that would be a very different movie. <laughs> but I haven't seen that one, but. Those aren't great. And I'm going to watch Electra. Oh, no. Yeah, I, I feel like I have to get these all checked off my list because that whole Daredevil season two is basically a, you know wrapping up the worst of the Marvel movies. Yeah. And, into one thing. And putting them into. So you got, you got Daredevil, you got Electra, and you've got those Punisher movies. Yeah. Roll them all together. What do you get? Daredevil season two, which is not as good as Daredevil season one. It's pretty good. Oh, spoilers, Ben. Spoilers. You <laughs> know, I actually kind of mildly liked Electra just because in the Ben Affleck Daredevil movie they played that Evanescent song while she's doing the <laughs> the punching bags with the swords. <laughs> this is the first time in Welcome to Level history that I've been able to roll my eyes and, have and drop my do- head <laughs> and let my shoulders droop in a sigh. And the person across from me can actually see it happening, and it's not just Daniel pretending he knows what I'm doing. Hey, oh. I was like a 
I was ju- I was just a teenager oh, when man. that came out. Like I just became a teenager. I thought that was the coolest song in the world. Uh, uh, some background about me you didn't want to know. So okay, back to our teaser. Let's go back. <laughs> that was a long rabbit trail. Uh, so we do have then our Inhuman team, and they're prepping for the mission. And you got some banter back and forth. You get Sky gives a speech. She does a short little speech, standing in the back of the plane, doing a Captain America, and. It, she says, for one reason or another, we've been given a gift. Let's put him to good use. And she turns and jumps out of the plane. And then the others follow behind. They get down there and they split up. And they do some cool fighty-fighty. Mm-hmm. And they get back together on the plane. And then they rescue the team. They get on the plane. They fly away. And TV Magneto is apologetic. Oh, wait. We missed some stuff. What did we miss? Uh, Joey kills a guy. Oh, that is important. Joey kills... Uh, Low rent TV Cyclops. Yep. And yeah. Daisy is the last one to make it to the plane. Yes. Yes, she is, which is now an important detail. Yes. <laughs> but as we'll find out. But at the time, it was just kind of meh, whatever. Yep. <laughs> it's just happening because everyone has to get on the plane. Someone has to be last. Someone's always last. And see, then we are spoon fed that. There's now an inside man. It, no, no, no. We are. We have someone on the inside. Yeah, yeah. Don't say we have an inside man. Someone's on the inside, <laughs> and everybody, of course, is going to assume that because she's wearing the cross, Yo-Yo is going to die instead of being a red herring. Well, they. I, I wasn't thinking about the cross no I'm not either I'm just I'm just relating this I was thinking about they and we're gonna get into it but they were filming her for us to be suspicious she's as they're walking around with her and she's looking you missed what I was doing Ben I'm saying Malik is our red herring for the inside man no he wasn't he was no 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 I don't I didn't know why Ward was able to say this or Hive but when he said, I have someone on the inside, it was one of those, it was, I wasn't thinking Lincoln. I wasn't thinking Sky. I was thinking somehow Joey or or Yo-Yo was working with Hive. Okay. Like that's that's where I was I was going. I was not, I mean, we, we were talking about who could it be. Malik is one choice. And even uh, Luc- Lucian, Lucy, whatever low rent TV cycle. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, though, I mean, those could have been who was on the inside, but what I'm saying, they're both on Zephyr. What but, I'm saying is to the casual viewer, everybody assumes he's talking about Malik. Maybe, maybe. Okay. I didn't see him as a red herring though. He was captured and maybe he was captured on purpose. Okay. Yeah. But I was thinking somehow he had gotten to one of the inhumans. I was not thinking Hive, though. I was not thinking he had used his power on them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and not until they brought it up, and which is in our next, our next segment. Because in our next segment, Coulson, again, there's not much plot here. Coulson and Malik talk a lot. And Malik sows the seeds of doubt by explaining who is Hive and what Hive can do. And Hive has turned everyone away from Malik that were inhuman. And they are following him. He has become a part of them somehow. We don't know exactly what the details are yet. And Hive has killed his daughter. 
Yep. Which is bad. And there's some crazy themes we're talking about here in this conversation. Yeah. Lots of talk about Malik and I don't know if he I don't know if he's outright trying to justify his actions. But he's giving excuses saying, you know, like you're not a religious man, Colson. You don't understand. You don't understand a life of faith. Right. We you know, we we put our faith in this guy and we thought this he was gonna be the savior when he's actually the devil. Well, we thought we were resurrecting a god mm. and we were freeing a devil. And but the other stuff that's going on here is we're seeing relationship stuff. We're seeing uh, Daisy and Lincoln and their relationship. We're seeing Yo-Yo and and Mac and some of their flirting and talking about why are you learning Spanish? Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, we're spies. That's what we're, Shield we're, does. We're supposed uh, to learn it. Yeah. yeah. Um, Let me show you all our non-lethal weapons. And we're also getting. Um, they're they're realizing then that uh, TV low rent TV Cyclops probably has some hive stuff in him because of the conversation that Coulson had with Malik, where he's explaining, and it's just all of this details will worship your team are going to worship him. They're going to worship Hive because he will infect them and they will immediately go to his side. He has turned someone. If you trust any of these people, you got to stop trusting them now. Hmm. And then we leave that conversation to some of the Mac and, and yo-yo stuff. But uh, that gets interrupted by Coulson, who comes and tells Mac to quietly lock down the base. It gets under his skin. Totally. Alex stuff. But, uh, and I think you've said this before to me, I can't remember if it was in in any podcast kind of connotation, but is it paranoia if it's real? Yeah. You know, it's real. It is very real. We know someone's on the inside. Now, if you're thinking the red herring was Malik. If you were thinking it could have been Malik, now you've got two choices. Is Malik lying? And we know he's not because we've seen what Hive can do. Right. Or is Malik telling the truth? And now (laughs) Coulson really does have someone on his hands who is potentially a villain. And once again, I like where this puts us story-wise. I'm I'm loving that we're, we're all in one place with our team. And they're all just in the same, and we're not split up over yeah. continents. And you know, the, oh, the, over here, this is the the sky in May part of the story, and over here is the Lincoln. And you know, I just I like it all together. This is something else I realized though. This is a bottle episode. Yeah, I mean, we had one scene on the street with Joey, and one scene on the street with Yo Yo. A brief scene right in before Hydra they got base. picked up, and there wasn't any special effects for them getting picked up. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Hydra base, which has been created, so it's 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 not a new set. So they're just using existing sets for the Hydra base, and and then the Zephyr and the old the, the well the playground, yeah, which used to be an SSR headquarters, but is now housing our Shield team. So well, they did use some some of their special effects budget on that last shot. Yes, for sure. A lot of special effects yeah. budget went into that, but um, but that's why you do a bottle episode. The bottle episode allows you to just use existing sets. If it's well, if it's Shield, it used to be the bus. We had a couple bus episodes, but this is a Zephyr and base episode. 
if it's Star Trek, it's everything takes place on the Enterprise, yep. except for maybe a couple scenes. Um, and so if it's Smallville, it's every episode after season seven, <laughs> <laughs> where it just takes place yeah. on the farm. Use, yeah, use existing sets. Everything <laughs> happens on the farm uh, and in Green Arrow's base. For real though, Dark Side is coming to invade the Earth. Where is he doing it? In the Kent's barn. <laughs> <sighs> hey, and I just want to say for those people who are ragging on Doomsday from Batman versus Superman, at least it wasn't Doomsday from Smallville. <laughs> yeah. Who was ben, a, a paramedic. This, <laughs> yes. But this surprises me coming from you though, who is a huge fan of Lou Ferrigno Incredible Hulk. Because uh-huh. that's what they that's what they did with Doomsday. And <laughs> yeah, you're right. Yeah. It's really stupid. It wasn't <laughs> but, great. <laughs> but when he actually was Doomsday and he was Lou Ferrigno, it was okay. For what they had, it was okay. Yeah, I can barely barely justify it. No, I don't think there's any justification there. <gasps> okay. Like, why do Doomsday if you can't do Doomsday? Because we had we had this the guy I can't remember his name the actor guy he was cool. Yeah, well, but he was no Doomsday. No, he was not. Uh, so, okay, so now we go into our next scene, our next segment here. It's Pretty simple. Again, Colson. Oh, one more point. Okay. Uh, Fitz and Simmons quarantine uh, low rent Cyclops guy because they realize that he has been. Yeah, he's he's infected. got yep. uh, hive. Yep. Part of the hive mind. And so now Colson is talking to them. He needs a test. He needs a cure. And he needs Yo-Yo, Daisy, Lincoln, and Joey to not know what's going on because one of them might be under hives control. And so this is, this takes us up, uh, this, this whole portion here, uh, all the paranoia is coming out. Mac is watching all the inhumans on monitors and he has a line. Um, everyone looks suspicious if you stare at them long enough. Very true. You know? And so he's seeing, uh, yo-yo user power, you know, but is he seeing her use her power? And then she's going so fast. Yeah. Yeah. But then when he looks away and he's like covers his eyes with his hands, she's she doing actually it. uses her yeah, power yeah. and gets a gun. <laughs> yeah. But that's where we are supposed to think the way they film Yo-Yo, she's upset because she can't leave. Well, which is natural. Yep. Uh, but she already, she's already distrusting of the government. Right. And she just stole a gun. I didn't even catch that. Yeah, Honestly, she it, did steal the gun. Yeah. Okay. Um, and they're they're filming her even when she was on good terms with them as she's walking through the base. Uh, she's her her eyes are lingering on like a guard walks by and she kind of watches him walk by, mm. and then she's talking to Mac about all the weapons, and he's showing her kills, 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 doesn't kill. I mean, this is. Well, she actually this is Chekhov's little little bomb. Yeah, you know, she's the one who asks, "Is that lethal?" Right. She's the one who is wondering about these weapons, and he's then and she says, "Well, what about that one?" Yeah, that kills. So, mm. I feel like they're trying to set it up so we think it's going to be her, and then yeah. they do set it up with with Joey too. Well, yeah, because he's he's just disappeared and we don't know where he is. Yeah, and so all this stuff is going on. They're trying not to let them know what's going on. Uh, Fitzsimmons, they're doing an autopsy together. That was gross, Ben. It was very gross, but it was also very cute. 
It was <laughs> yeah, probably yeah. some of the cutest interplay that they've given us with those two. Until two scenes from now. Right. Then it gets cuter. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the cute factor in this episode. It's off the charts, it Jim. It is. Yeah. <laughs> it is two kittens playing with a panda cute. <laughs> I think. And I, I don't know how much cuter you can get with those two. Um, I'm hoping not too, not much cuter, but, uh, yeah. So there, you know, we get some more but, but, and stuff, but it's, but. it's cute as she's chiseling the guy's <laughs> skull open <laughs> and, and removing the top of the skull. You oh. see the brain, you see the, oh, the, the folding of the skull. Yeah. Cap. With the sound effects, man. Oh. And, and of course Fitz then is the viewer. He's, yeah. he's, he's reacting just like Evan. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not used to seeing that stuff, man. The shows I watch, they never show that much stuff. I just, well, the wife and I have just watched through uh, Heroes Season 1, and that's the closest I've got in a a good uh, long time. Where he's like using his finger to trace the line across their head. That and and like when Claire's dead and they have her, you know, on the autopsy table, you know. Um, (laughs) Yeah, but other than that, like watching Daredevil, I I always look away from the TV. (laughs) You know, I never watch it. I was not expecting that here on the on the shield, and man, it it happened. <laughs> yeah, without warning. Like, oh, I'm peeling his head back now. Okay, and it happened as Fitz and Simmons are just flirting with each other. Yep, and uh, unabashedly flirting with each other, and commenting about all the different creative ways their friends can kill them. Yeah, with their superpowers. Well, and unintentionally, you know, it's one of those where, uh, and. Uh, true life situation for me but um my daughter had an overnighter mm-hmm. where uh they were not not home and they just got each other worked up and scared oh, you know it's just they they inadvertently just were like did you hear that you know oh, well boy. i think about, i think i saw someone you know <laughs> and that's what's happening here is that simmons is kind of inadvertently well you know yeah <laughs> Uh, you know, Lincoln could easily just kill us in our sleep, and it, oh yeah, you're right. You or know, when we're awake, or anytime, really. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, but it ends this this segment ends with the power going out, and not only does the power go out, a bomb goes off in Malik's cell. <sighs> so Malik dies. He's and dead. And we don't see him die, but they say that he's dead. And my first reaction was. That's not the way his vision went. He didn't blow up. And I was thinking, I was thinking those bombs were the hydra bombs, or the little, the little spiky, cutty things that go into you and disintegrate you. You know. Mm-hmm. So I thought that that's what it was, and so that would line up with what he said about his vision, where he felt like he was, his every atom was being, yeah, you know, yeah, torn apart. But it was a shockwave, yeah. So that, that took uh, was a Fitz and Simmons, right? Yeah. So I it was a little inconsistent, but yeah. I was willing to. Yeah. Chalk so it up. Now, next segment, paranoia runs deep. That's what, that's pretty much what happens here. So, someone has stolen a bomb. We knew that because Max saw it missing. Yep. That was Chekhov's, Chekhov's bomb, shelf, Chekhov's shelf bomb. Uh, and so, Colson has to figure out who stole the bomb. And,. They are. We have a Mexican standoff with the Inhumans and the Shield team, and they're all. We you one of you is is Hive. No, no, none of us are Hive. Right. And, yeah. 
And, and May's just giving him the look. Yeah. <laughs> That's making him feel real easy, May. <laughs> yeah. Good job. Yeah. And so then uh, Yo-Yo reveals she has a gun, but I think she actually stole a gun. She stole it from May. Yeah. And so now she has a gun. They have guns. And it's it's getting bad. It's getting really bad. Yep. People start shooting. They dive into the other room. And then... They actually start discussing it amongst themselves, and, and now more paranoia. Yeah, but I, you know, it's, I. It was a refreshing turn for me because I thought, you know, oh, we're inhumans, stick together, let's bust out of here. But no, cooler heads prevailed, and kind of, just yeah, kind of. I mean, but I mean, there was discussion, like, no, we've got to stay here because one of us could be, one of us could be infected. Their concerns are legitimate. Yeah, no, everything that they were saying, uh, it felt realistic. Yeah, because. And then Coulson's kind of relieved because they're since they're fighting with each other, they haven't all turned. Mm. And so, of course, we know who was turned, but they set up Joey. We don't. Well, oh, well, now we do. We do now. Not at this point. At this the... point, we don't. Right. But um, Joey, he's acting suspicious. He wants to get out of there because he feels his life is in danger. Mm-hmm. But he disappeared for a little while. Uh, Sky disappeared for a little. Daisy Disappeared for a little while. Lincoln was gone uh, while the power went out. Lincoln, Sparky. Yep. <laughs> when the power went out. Low blow. Uh, and, and Yo-Yo has been wanting to get out since they went on lockdown. And so they're all arguing with each other. And then uh, this is where Sky and maybe we should have caught this. But this is where she says, you know what? Joey's right. We need to get out of here. Hmm. We need to get out of here together so that we can figure this out in a safer place. So on one hand, I'm seeing her, probably the way Coulson's seeing her, she's acting level-headed, and she's kind of taking control of the situation, but in a positive way for S.H.I.E.L.D. But on the flip side... If they get out, she can... She's saying, we need to get out of here. Take them all to the new overlord. Yeah. So they can all see the light. Yeah. And so she knows about this old underground ep- exit. Uh, the question I have is, did she somehow, is it because they have such a um, such camarader- uh, connection, did she know Coulson was going to have it set up for them to go into the contamination room? I think so. And Because he's there. He's waiting. They go right into right. the contamination room. Because remember, she tells Lincoln, we needed a scapegoat. We needed somebody for Coulson to mm-hmm. direct his anger. So I'm I'm, I'm thinking she did all that on purpose. Uh, making it seem like she's on his side. Yep. Like she delivered whoever it was into his hands. Well, obviously if it's her, you know, she didn't deliver anyone. Right. But, uh, but that's where we get that just tense showdown and Lincoln is acting like there's problems. Well, the problem is he doesn't he's getting accused of stealing the the globe thing. Yep, the the treasure planet map. Which, did you get a close look at it this time? No. Okay, because uh what I was saying about it looking like a connection to Doctor Strange is that if you look at that ball, it has metal swoopies uh which remind me of uh, Doctor Strange type stuff, even in the comics. I mean, it reminds me of stuff from the comics, but it also reminds me of some of the imagery they're using for Doctor Strange uh, promotion. And well, and this could be our this could be our uh, the thing that the helicarrier is carrying, you know, because from the last season, because they they kept referencing that, and that was like our main 
thing for this season was the yeah. the block. You know, so this could be our this could be set up for next season where we actually find out what it does. It it could be. Um, I mean, we still don't know what it's what it's for, what it does, and so there's a mystery there. Mm-hmm. But it looks Doctor Strange ish to me because it has those swoopy metal things as part of its engraved uh, decoration. And but then it does look also like someone posted on Facebook a picture of a um, Cree globe. Okay. Which and and if we're talking about um, Hive, we're talking about you know f- he was involved. There was Cree stuff that was involved in yep in his creation. Isn't so. Guardians two up for next year? It's coming. Okay. I, so I don't know the be, date on that one. Could be planning ahead to tie in with that. I I would love more Cree stuff. That would be super yeah. cool. So we end up with Lincoln unconscious, and they put him behind, well, not behind bars, but he's in a safe place. And and so he's he's our guy. And at this point, we still think he's our guy. Yeah. When we come back from the commercial, Skye is talking to Coulson. She says, I feel like I failed, and he's comforting her. And today wasn't your fault. You know, it's okay. It's okay. It didn't happen because you messed up. It happened because bad people were doing bad things. I mean, this, it's this conversation that we've had before about you know that self-blame, blaming yourself for something that someone else did. But it is your fault. Well, it is your fault. Totally, 100%. <laughs> yes. It is your fault. Well, no. It's, it's Hive's fault. It's Hive's fault, but it is Daisy's fault in the sense of Daisy being part of the Hive mind. Right. She did so, it. She did it. And the person she is right now knew she was doing it and did it on purpose. And the worst part is she's still her in her personality. Yes. And only, yeah, the only thing that's changed is where her ultimate core loyalty lies. Her allegiance, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Because cause she still is loyal to S.H.I.E.L.D. in some ways well, and to her friends. our final scene. I mean, after this then we see they're going to test Joey to see if he's been infected. They do have a test now. Yo-Yo's leaving, mm-hmm. I think. She's been tested, I would assume. Yeah. Um, and then we get that cute scene with Fitz and Simmons. <laughs> that was the best. <laughs> uh, I've got something more magnificent than space right here. A picture of space. It's one of the most prized possessions, actually. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's good. It's good. It was great. Uh, and they kiss. And they kiss quite a bit. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, I'm moving too fast. Yeah. No, it's been ten it's been years. Ten years. <laughs> yeah. So I'm 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 happy for those two fictional characters. I never wanted this to happen. <laughs> really? I wa- I wanted them to be friends. I wanted this to be a awesome plutonic friendship. And. I just I I thought it was so awesome that when when this, the series started season one, it was so awesome because we had this male female friendship mm. that was a very very strong friendship that was based on um, mutual admiration and that was based on uh, similar uh, similar likes and dislikes and all that kind of thing uh, and they had this rapport you know but it was a friendship. And you had Fitz was pining away for Sky, you know, and yeah. and Simmons, you know, she was noticing other men and and that kind of thing. I liked that. 
I liked that a lot. And I, you know, then they started changing it, but, you know, driving wedges in between there. And then it, it turned into as they were coming back together after those wedges were driven in between them to pull them apart from each other. It was this romantic thing. And that's where I don't mind romance. I mean, Daniel believes that I hate romance <laughs> and that I'm not romantic at all. But it's just I'm not to him. I mean, that's just not what our relationship is based on. Yeah, you know, it's a good thing. Yeah. yeah. No. Um, I, but I, I do like romance and I like romantic stories, but I wanted them to be great friends because you don't get a lot of good, great friendships, especially male and female. Yeah. I'm, it's that whole thing. You put two attractive people on the screen together and they have to be together. Yeah. And I see, I don't know if it's just me and my own personal life experience, but I, I barely, barely even believe in those strong plutonic friendships between a man and a woman. It's not, it's not often. Mm-hmm. It's not common. It's difficult. It, it is because men and women, the friendships that men and women have tend to be different kinds of friendship. Yeah. Um, and just in, in broad sweeping generalizations, talking about men and women, um, male friendships tend to be side by side. Where they're doing a, they go out and do a project together. They go out and they, you know, they play a sport together or they uh, build something together or they play a video game together, you know, but they're side by side. They're still talking, but it's a side by side kind of thing. And that's also the the kind of thing you see with sons and and fathers Yeah, is it's, it's side by side kind of thing. Women's friendships tend to be face to face where there, there's more intentional. It's, it's about communication and it's they'll do something together and they'll be side by side when they're doing things together. But the way, I mean, the dynamic of the friendship, and this is my observation. This obviously, yeah. this isn't based on science or anything like that. And but, it rings true, but um, it's, it's, it's face to face. And, and so then you have a whole, you do add in that dynamic of um, romance and that kind of thing. But for me, I was picturing Fitz's romantic feelings for Simmons having come and gone, mm. you know, because uh, the, the female friendships I remember having like in college and that kind of thing, um, there were times where I was like, you know, maybe girl like her, guy like me. Mm-hmm. No, <laughs> usually, <laughs> but, um, but then it would, it would become a friendship, you know? Yeah. And, and, and the other thing that usually happens though with male, female friendships is it tends to be professional too yeah where you're working together and again you have common goals and that kind of thing but a, but a strong deep one like this one very hard not to get into romantic territory and, yeah, yeah yeah definitely but doesn't mean it's impossible no it doesn't I, and that's what made this unique to me anyway okay so um because so. yeah in, in in my life experience and in just observing many many people that i've i've had the uh privilege of being friends with it, I mean, it starts off that way, but then usually one or the other, even if, even if it's not mutual, one or the other falls into that. Yeah, uh, thing. That's the like I the said, common trend. It, yes, it happened often, but <laughs> um, yeah. And so, uh, the whole idea of can we just be friends? You know, that doesn't work out necessarily most of the and, time. Yeah, but um, 
that's what made them unique to me is is it would have been a unique relationship and it would have been fun to explore a different relationship than just will they won't they are they going to get together or not and i just wish they had left it as nope and don't worry about it because it's cool Mm. (laughs) so would have had a lot of sad fans yeah but that's another reason why you, you don't need to do what the fans want you know now i mean look at heroes (laughs) we're so sorry daniel they did what the fans wanted and it didn't turn out great it's true because and and honestly maybe if they had gone to the fans and and found some a talented fan who could have done what the fans wanted but when you're looking on the from the outside looking in and saying okay what do they want i'm going to base my decisions on what they want the problem comes if you don't understand what they want. Yeah. The problem comes if you're looking and saying, what do they want? I don't know how to give it to them with the story ideas that I have. Let's just make everything rated R. Yeah, exactly. Then we'll make all this money. Because that's what the fans want. That's obviously, right. from Deadpool, you know? Um, so anyway, this is a situation where I'm just kind of, yeah, I wish not. Okay. I, I'm okay with it. Like I said, it's cute. I'm I'm enjoying the banter. It's fun. It's just not where I wanted it to go, and I'm I'm still not, I'm still not high on it. So, yeah. well, I'm not high on it, but I like it. Yeah, it's cute. It He's earned cute. it. He's dove through a portal. It's true, but again, it doesn't have to be romance. Ah, okay. <clears throat> what if he was diving through a portal for his best friend? Me. Yeah, okay. Well. <laughs> What's next on the list here? Well, then we go from that into Daisy. Daisy comes to Lincoln, and this is where we find out. <sighs> and it is it is a surprising turn. When did you know when she came when she got came when there? she kept pressing the issue. Mm. So before she said anything, but not too much before she said anything. Well, as soon as she came into that room, I was just like, how did she get out of her cell? But she says, you know, it's just she designed the security system. So that's but how I, just, I, I don't think she was lying. No, no. That's yeah, how she got yeah. out. But the line like, oh, I just had to be with you. That doesn't seem like a very Daisy thing to say. But she wants that. But it, again, I don't think she's lying. No. She's coming there to get him. But that, she, that line seems fabricated as an excuse to try to lure him out uh, of the thing. It's just what I'm saying. She's trying to get him out. Yeah. She's trying to get him to come with her. And the question is, is it because of their prior relationship or is it because it's what Hive wants her to do? Yeah. Is Hive asking her to bring someone else for his army? Uh, but this is where we're at first, though, you're talking about these lines and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's what the writers were trying to do. I was going in a different direction with it. though. Okay. In my mind, I'm hearing her say this stuff and I'm thinking she is doing this because she knows they're being watched. And she is trying to tempt him to leave without any intention of leaving. She wants him <laughs> to turn her down and prove that he's not part of Hive. And then I'm thinking in my mind, but wait a minute. They have a test. Yeah. Like they, Why is she doing that if they can just run the test? You know, and then they've run the test on Yo-Yo. They're getting ready to do it for Joey. Sky has to wait. Lincoln will be, you know... They already know what happened with him. 
but she and then I that's where I wrote down in my my notes, you know, <laughs> Daisy was actually turned by Ward. This is not her, you know, it's not a play. Yeah, uh, it's not a ploy. She's not trying to sh- to prove anything to Coulson, which is what I thought she was doing. And then we see the flashbacks. Yes. Oh. And it's not a great moment of. I mean, I've seen much better situations where everything you saw up until this point was wrong, right? Because you're just missing these key elements. Because this one, they really did just just chop out this element, chop out this element. And you know, you don't know anything, and and it wasn't a lot of, it wasn't a Rashomon kind of situation where you're seeing different people's perspective right. of what happened, and then you finally get to hers and you find out the truth. This is just her, and I did this, I did that. You didn't see me. <laughs> I so it was more, still shocking. Yeah, when he just walks up and does the dust hands on her. Yeah. And the thing is, they didn't have any time to explore this, but it's an interesting choice for her to be turned by him. Yeah. Considering their history in first season. And I feel like they will touch on that next episode. Most likely. Based on the teaser we saw. So, well, and even based on just common sense. Yeah. They have to go there. If they don't go there, it will not make any sense. You know, it's just they're, they're ignoring plot elements that are so ripe. Yeah. And and we've got, I mean, we know that Hyde's got memories, so we're going to see Coulson and him have a moment. And I maybe even we'll see him in uh, Fitzsimmons. Maybe. Have a moment because he's got William. Maybe. And in inside of him. Yeah. Oh, that, and yeah, there's a lot of, there's a lot of ripe storytelling conflict in, in, in what they've doing, what they're doing with Hive. Yeah having him be ward i i think that's some yeah i, I go so far this is that's brilliant storytelling mm. that they're, they're doing with hive um the reveal not so much brilliance other than just oh yeah now okay she was turned when she was helping them escape she is she the, killed malik she killed malik which we knew whoever the hive person was was going to kill Malik, and we find find the line but his vision. Yeah, his vision was her power, mm. uh, which can work any. I mean, science. You know? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she's affecting the harmonics of his body or whatever, and um, and she's stolen the Doctor Strange Kree ball. She's stolen Terrigen crystals. Yeah, she is now walking out of the base and she earthquakes the base and that's how it ends with is everyone's kind of uh Fitz and Simmons their kissing gets interrupted by the base getting shaken, shaken. uh and then there's this <laughs> such a quick seed with Colson and May and it's it's just the look he gives May is just kind of a oh <laughs> and I oh feel no! Like, no, I feel like in that moment he realizes, oh crud! It's not Lincoln at all. Yep, it's Daisy. But it's just kind of this. Oh, oh! <laughs> like you almost feel like there should be a shaggy kind of. Oink. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but a nice, nice, nice moment. I, I really liked that look. 
It was I funny. really like that. Even though it wasn't supposed to be funny. No, no. But then, I mean, she's walking out. The base, the, you know, the steel girders are twisting. The concrete is crumbling. The ceiling's and, falling in. Uh, rubble is falling on the Quinjet and the Zephyr and and Coulson, honestly. Yeah. I mean, he's going to be fine because... He's Coulson. He's Coulson, and we've got five more episodes for this season, but... Yeah. So that's our episode, and yeah, not a lot happens as far as actual motion and action, but there's head games, there's paranoia, yeah. there's uh, twists and turns and surprises. And and we get yet another paradigm shift in the show, at least for the next couple episodes. Yeah, so the I guess the next question would be, uh, what's your prediction for Sky for Daisy. And I guess that'd be our question for the listeners too. Is what's your prediction for Sky for Daisy? What's what's going to happen? Is she uh, the obvious thing would be they're going to rescue her. Yeah. There's a cure. Do you think it's going to be next episode though with the pace this show moves? I don't know. I was expecting her to be rescued and changed back this episode really yeah yeah I, I i totally thought they're not gonna in my mind i'm thinking to myself they're not pulling another ward hmm. you know where they've taken one of our protagonists one of our good guys and flipped them evil but they did i have a feeling that this is going to last through the rest of the season uh, do you think it's gonna extend into next season i don't but I, so my prediction is that this is going to last till the end of the season. They are going to rescue her. She'll turn back. She'll be fine. They'll cure her. She'll have some remnants of memory and stuff from being a part of the hive mind. Um, but I, I do think she might be the big bad that our climax for the season is wrapped around. And not hive. And Hive will be back for next season mm. as well. Well, if they want to keep Brett Dalton around. They kind of have to keep Hive if they want to keep Brett Dalton. Yeah. Because um, I don't see him getting cured. <laughs> he's dead without Hive. Uh, you know, here's a prediction that I really hope doesn't come true. Which It would just be so stupid, if, <laughs> honestly. All right, let's if, hear it. If at the end of this season, they somehow you know, defeat Hive, and he's done this season. But only one of his, you know, dormant personalities can rise up and take control of the body, and it's it's Ward again. Mm. And he comes back, and now he's just Ward reborn. I would yeah, be mad. Yeah, that'd be kind of dumb. Yeah. There's no reason to, because he is kind of Ward reborn anyway. See, he I don't has even, those memories. Yeah, but I don't even see him as Ward anymore when I'm he, watching the show. He, he's not, but but because of the way he spoke to Malik when he was confronting him about the stuff Malik did to his brother. Right. He was talking as if that stuff was done to him. Yeah. And so I could see him having a grudge against Coulson, but it's the Ward part of him that has the grudge against Coulson. Right. And the Ward part of him that's going to have some sort of you know, head-to-head with... with Daisy. And we still don't know if he actually carries the grudges and feelings or if it was simply strategy. And it could have been. You're right. You're right. It, it could have been a uh, yeah, uh, manipulation 
kind of thing because he can't control humans right it seems the way way he can in humans so but that's where lincoln says now this explains why jaying was so terrified of him hmm. which it totally does yeah because literally he has an army then you bring in a hundred inhumans that he takes control of he has a loyal army whether they were loyal or true believers in the beginning or not. So I, I, I don't want Hive to be done this season because I think they can do some bigger things with him, even bigger than what they're doing with, with him right now. Yeah. Because right now he's building his army. Yeah, I, I could go with that. And I think, you're, I think you're right with Daisy. I think they'll probably uh, stretch this out for the next couple episodes at least. I don't know if it's going to go all the way to the end, but I don't think she's getting cured next episode. I doubt it too, uh, and I could see them trying to do some sort of double cross though, where they cure her and they have her as a sleeper agent or something. Yeah, I don't know how that would work with his power, but yeah. Well, then you'd have some crazy tension. <laughs> I'd be biting my nails and stuff. Okay. Yeah, I think that's the one problem with this episode. It it never felt tense to me. Because it moves so fast yeah. that when you had a tense moment, it was just done. And then Fitz and Simmons come on screen and you just lose all your tension. Yeah, and that's great if it had been really tense. Like, you go from that tense situation, and then you get the release, and then the little cute stuff. And then, although the cute stuff was happening in a way and in a setting where... I don't know if there's a lot of release. Yeah. <laughs> At least the first tension. part. <laughs> At least oh, the first man. part. So, yeah. all right. Well, anything else? I don't think I have much else for this. Yep. It was so, a good one. I enjoyed that episode a lot. Yeah, I, I like it. I want to see more Snakehead Ward. Hive. You mean Octopus Head? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. All right, well, let's move on to our uh, listener email feedback stuff. And we have a special recording. Field report? Yeah, that's the one. Ah. Shield field report. All right, Evan, so we've got three listener feedback emails and a voicemail. Sweet. So let's start with the emails. The first is from Agent Lestu from Dayupi. Uh, and I've been seeing him posting stuff on Facebook and he sent us a couple of messages on Facebook as well, but this is an email for feedback and he says, hi guys, I am woefully behind. Just finished parting shot. Whoa, what an episode. I know you guys have talked about this cause you're on episodes after this, but the ending scene with the spies goodbye is a thing of masterful writing. Someone must've been cooking with onions when I was watching this cause my eyes were watering, especially when Mac walked out of the bar. The ending scene is curious. I assume they are talking about Ward slash Hive, but could they be talking about the Avengers meeting Coulson? Anyway, love the show. Thanks for all the hard work you do. So, what's he referring to? That ending scene. I don't remember. So, maybe that's when we see Stephanie for the first time then, I think. And she's talking about wanting to meet Hive? Yeah. Which... I don't know. Could she be talking about wanting to meet Coulson? No, because he's saying there was something about Coulson 
was it Coulson running into Hive, or was it? It could be interpreted as Coulson running into the could, Avengers. No, so they're talking about Ward and Hive, but they could be talking about the Avengers meeting Coulson. Okay. Um, we know what it's about now. Uh, this is what we call Chekhov's daughter. <laughs> yes. They have introduced her in one scene so that we could see her die in another. Well, she was in another scene too. Well, I mean, you know, they, they, they put her on the wall, so yeah, to speak. Yeah. Um, now, all that was done for Malik so that Malik could die too. <laughs> so, Yes, uh, but that's been a long, long setup for that one. Yeah. Uh, okay, and there was something else in Agent Lestu's message that I thought we that we should talk was, about. He was talking about the spies goodbye. Yes. Okay. And Agent Lestu, if you if you're listening, uh, you you've probably already listened to the episode where we talked about that. Where I I didn't talk about it, but Ben and Daniel did, and we know we know Ben's feelings on the matter. I'm with uh, Agent Daniel on this one. I really liked that scene a lot. It was just a lot. It was just a big, yeah. heavy emphasis yeah. on something that was not necessarily permanent. We know, Ben. We know. Subject, watchdogs, also from Agent Lestoum. He says, if people complain that Civil War doesn't follow the comics close enough, I'm going to point them to this episode of Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., and especially the conversation between Mac and Daisy. If that's not word for word from the Civil War series between Stark and Cap, then it's captured the heart of the piece. We are on a road to Civil War. It is fantastic. Oh, and let's not even mention the blowing up of the ATCU building. Just like in the books, I'm seriously at a loss for words. This is awesome. Make mine marvel. Stu. So, yeah, this is absolutely... Watchdogs was, if not direct tie-in to... Civil War stuff that would be happening in the movie. Uh, it's good storytelling. Yeah. And and the Watchdogs. That's, you know, we were talking about Legends of Tomorrow where they name dropped a favorite supervillain for you. Mm-hmm. For Watchdogs, it's not like it's a favorite supervillain team or anything for me. It's just, it's they were part of a storyline that I was actually following the storyline. I've talked about this before, but it's the, the Captain storyline right, for Captain right. America. And I actually followed that issue to issue that I think it was the summer when I started it, but it was between like eighth grade and ninth grade or something like that for me. And I actually got multiple issues in a row and was able to follow it from almost the beginning to the big climax in issue 350 of wow. Captain America. And watchdogs were a huge part of some of the development that happened to the the John Walker character who became, he was, he had taken up the place of Captain America. He was wearing the costume, had the shield and the government had him because they could control him more. But watchdogs were something that happened in his life. After he dealt with them, it changed the entire trajectory of his, his career and his personality even. Okay. And it was good stuff. And so seeing them and seeing them used the way they were used here, uh, reminded me of, you know, it was one of those, oh, cool, watchdogs. Oh, not only is it watchdogs, they're actually using them in a way that it's kind of true to to the, the story that's a very special story to me. So Cool. Yeah. yeah, and 
it totally is setting us up for civil war. It's 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 giving us unrest in the in the United States and all that. And I I hope they tie it in with even with the tiniest of threads mm-hmm. to the movie. I, I, even if we see some clips from the show in a small tiny computer screen off in the right hand corner of a shield base, I want to see it. I want to see. I'm it I'm just super curious what they're going to do because sometimes it's. Thor the Dark World, where they come in and it's them cleaning up the mess yeah. from the final battle. And sometimes it's Winter Soldier, which great movie. I'm not going to say it was made greater because of its tie-ins to Agents of Shield, but that tie-in was pretty awesome. Yeah. That, oh, yeah. that was a very awesome tie-in. So yeah. Uh Agent Kurt. He writes in, subject line is thoughts on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and Paradise Loss. Howdy, gentlemen. Agent Kurt here, back from hiding to talk about some Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I feel terrible as I haven't left you any feedback on this show since its return after last year. But since I started working at the airport around two months ago, I've been exhausted and have fallen behind on episodes until now. So I just wanted to give my impressions on Season 2 so far and more specific details on Paradise Lost. And just to cut in here, um, that's kind of the the boat Daniel's been in is real life has been exhausting him and has been, has put him behind on, on well, fantasy. So yeah. that's what happens. Um, so I have to admit that I was a little underwhelmed with the first few episodes of agents of shield. Maybe it was due to epic fun I had with agent Carter, but I wasn't, I just wasn't all that invested in the stories being told. And I was expecting more from hive slash zombie ward. However, fast forward a few weeks and things got a lot more exciting with Hive becoming more active, the material with the watchdogs, and the departure of Bobby and Hunter. Regardless of how long they'll be away, that was one of the best emotional moments of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And a gorgeous send-off for two of the main characters. And I understand this has been chiming back in. I know I'm in the minority. I will live in the minority on this. It's okay. My feelings are my feelings. (laughs) <laughs> and yours are yours. Uh, back to the message. I have to say Paradise Lost was one of the most intriguing episodes of this show so far with ties to the past, character development, and foreshadowing to future stories. At first, I wasn't sure if I'd be into Gideon Malik's flashbacks regarding his father and his ties to the portal, but it was incredible, incredibly insightful and surprising. I did not expect Gideon's daughter to get taken out so soon. I thought she'd replace Gideon at Hive's side, but nope, she was disposed of. But I loved why Hive killed her, as Gideon not only experienced the pain of loss, but also the major sacrifice that would make Hive's revival worth the effort. I also enjoyed the conversation between Coulson and Fitz about Ward and their opinions on death and revenge and how Coulson let things get personal and allowed Ward to win. I also appreciated the character development for Lincoln and Gideon, even if one was more effective than the other. With Lincoln, I've never loved the guy, but he's got slightly more interesting as time's gone on. And with this episode, I like the character development with ties back to his drinking issues, but I wish his past was a little murkier. The hints at his darker past felt like they were darker and more aggressive than the sympathetic story we got. I kind of like more dramatic slash emotional stories with bigger consequences and larger ramifications, and this wasn't enough to make me care for Lincoln in the same way that I do for everyone else. As for Gideon's story, it was way more interesting. I love the backstory with him and his brother learning about their father and the way their father and then Gideon decided to cheat fate when it came to the portal. 
I also loved Hive in this episode. He now seems like a proper threat, and I love the way he's calculating and showing its true form. Whether it was an act or not, Hive's channeling of Gideon's brother was a very effective moment, and how he killed Stephanie to teach Gideon a lesson about sacrifice was really good, because besides Gideon feeling a bit of fear for his own death, he's never had a major loss in his life until now. Though I have to say that Stephanie's death bugs me. I mean, I loved her death for story purposes, but she wasn't around long enough to, ha- to leave any impression beyond the fact that she was beautiful and was devoted to her father. Anyway, I'm liking Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. a fair amount at the moment, and I just hope the final episodes will be super satisfying. I want a superhero beatdown, but I don't want Lash to be turned back to Andrew. Maybe have him fight, but die heroically for the good guys. And bring back Deathlock. Where's that guy been hiding since last season? All I know is that I want Graviton. Seems a stretch that he'll ever show up in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but I'm holding out hope. If not at the end of the season, then make him the big bad of season three. Well, this is Agent Kurt out. Okay. Isn't this season three? We are, yeah. Season four, season three. <laughs> uh, I think that's a great idea, though. Yeah. I mean, season three or season four, you know, whatever was meant there, that would be a great idea to have Graviton be this. Because imagine a, a fight between Graviton and Quake. Nah, that'd be cool. I mean, the, cool. Daisy and Graviton fighting each other. The powers would, it could be some really neat stuff. It also could be really cheesy, but it could be really, really neat. Uh, Deathlock, why wasn't he called in for Secret Warrior's duty? Good question. I mean, he's not an inhuman, but uh, yeah, I would like to have seen Deathlock again. And there was something else here. Oh, Gideon. Uh, The death of Stephanie, if you think about it story-wise, that gave Gideon motivation to go ahead and give Coulson some of the information that he gave him. And in regards to what uh, Kurt said about the uh, not not getting enough time to know her for mm-hmm. it to mean much, we, we got some of that stuff post-mortem in this episode where Gideon tells that story about her and the horse and just it kind of backs up how close they were, how much he truly yeah, yeah. did love his daughter. Yeah, I feel like, I mean, she was introduced for one reason and one reason only, to be killed. Yes. And so the question is, why did they need to introduce her to be killed? Well, especially if they're going to just kill off Gideon himself the next episode. Uh, And I think that a lot of it has to do with that revenge was what motivated him to actually give Coulson the help that he gave him. Yeah. You know, so they could find out more about Hive without having them actually see Hive. Because uh, them escaping in the plane, there still was no face-to-face other than Daisy. Yeah. Other than Daisy. And now that Daisy's on his side, people can start shipping that again, I guess. Oh, my gosh. But it's... <laughs> oh, please, nobody do that. <laughs> <laughs> but but then it brings up this idea of, you know, control and, um, you know... Is she well? And they're totally they're totally going to do that though, but it's going to be in the evil mind control mistress yeah. sort of way. But they're totally going to yeah. go there. So I said we had a voicemail as well, and that voicemail was from none other than Dandy Daniel Butcher. So Evan, this is a little before your time, okay? Uh, but there may be a more recent like maybe they did something on this on power rangers 
or something like this. But uh, you're familiar with the Dukes of Hazard, though. Yes. You know who Luke and Bo Duke are. I mean, if I saw a picture of them, I would recognize them. But you, you know that they are the Dukes. They're I the guess. Brothers. They, yeah. they drive the car. They jump the thing. Right. Yeah. But there was a time when John Schneider, who you may know as TV's Pa Kent. Yes. From Smallville. When he was not on the show. He was a main character, but he had to take some time off. I don't know if he was working on a movie or what he was doing, but he couldn't commit to that regular weekly episodic commitment, you know, season three, season four, somewhere in there. And so he would call in at the end of every episode from the racetrack where he was <laughs> racing. Nice. And and they would talk to him a little bit. The same thing happened on Three's Company okay. when Chrissy left for a while. I think it was Chrissy. And they replaced her with another blonde who wasn't a dumb blonde. She was actually a nurse. But uh, Chrissy would call back every once in a while, and, and she'd call in. And, and so they'd they'd have that moment where they're talking on the phone about the day's events, you know, and, and just to get the face back in there for a little bit. That's kind of what we're doing with, da- with Daniel right now. Yeah. Is, is we're pulling a Dukes of Hazard here. He's just at the racetrack. Yeah, he's just at the racetrack. He's calling in. He's, a, he's still a part of things, you know. And, and as we expand the Welcome to Level 7 family – you know, he's still a patriarch. Absolutely. But but he's calling in from the racetrack while I'm sitting here in the General Lee with Evan. Well, it's all just a ploy for his big triumphant return someday. I, I actually think he, maybe he's he's doing some of this for when contract negotiations come up. Gotcha. Gotcha. Know. And It's like when the Green Ranger went away, you know, and was just gone for a couple of seasons and then came back as the White Ranger and it was the greatest. Okay, anyway, go ahead. Just play the, play the thing. Yeah, just go can ahead. I, can I play the thing? Yeah. Play the thing. Agent Ben, Agent Daniel. Whoa, whoa. Excuse me, Agent Evan. I apologize because I'm not sitting there right now, am I? No, no, I'm not. I'm in fact trudging through the wastelands. And I have the following thoughts about Paradise Lost. Ew, that was truly, if anything ever was, a hot mess. It was that. That was a total and utter hot mess. I got the heebie-jeebies, and I, I might have scabies now, because Hive thinks he's her uncle. So to just do that and see the thing that, could have been it. Come on, even for me, even for me, that was. You know, though, maybe Agent Ben's partially right. Partially right, because Ward is dead. But if Nathaniel, or whatever his name is, Nate, if his, his memories are in there and I've identifies with those memories. Maybe maybe he kinda is that person. I mean they're really playing up the high feet where, you know, he's a collection of what, bacteria and a collection of memories and things. I don't know. I just know this. Others may not be, but I'm kinda digging it. Alright. Back to yelling things like fall down. So, enjoy yourself, boys. 
Sorry, I'm not there tonight. Peace out later. Bye. I uh, I didn't ever think about that. Thanks, Daniel. That's thanks. <laughs> you. <laughs> Next time, share it with your pit crew there at the racetrack. <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah. Okay. See, <sighs> this reminds me of the time that me and Daniel did that podcast on the on Tomorrowland, and we were both just like. When George Clooney is saying goodbye to his to his robot friend, we were just both like, "Do not go there. Don't don't he, kiss." First, he didn't but, go there, did he? He didn't kiss her. No. Yeah. No, but we were. But and it's a robot. No, but it totally looked like it was gonna go there. It's a robot, and we were freaking out. And but then, yeah, I guess here they Disney got us back. <laughs> they <laughs> they went there. Ah. Uh, I wonder if Maybe. they even realized what they were writing when whoever was doing that script was. They're evil. <laughs> Ward, he's evil. <laughs> I was about to say, like, the characters and the writers. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Well, on that note, I think that's where we end things. Wow, that's sad. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, once again, Ben and Daniel, wherever you may be, thanks for having me on and happy to help out while he's at the track and, and working away, making sure that those cars run smoothly. And Well, no, no, no. He's, he's driving the car. Oh, he's driving? Yeah. Yep. I can yep. remember it was the Dukes of Hazard. They have the car, and that was the well, Once, once the, again, I just, I just know yeah. them by the picture, so yeah. 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 I, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Driving the car oh, down man. the track. You can just re-edit this in post, right? You just, he was driving the car down the you track. Know you know about how I feel about editing. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so here we are, and we're doing this new recording style, and we're podcasting. And, and so I, I do want to give some people some podcasting advice, uh, especially if you're having trouble with the levels and stuff. When you got the treble going, uh, and, and maybe it's too high or, or, or too low. All I can say is for you to – my advice is very simple. If you're having trouble with those levels, what you need to do is quietly lock down the bass. Thanks for listening to Welcome to Level 7. You've heard us, now we'd love to hear from you. Go to welcometolevel7.com slash feedback where you can contact us through our website. You can also leave us a voicemail by calling one seventy seven fifty five level 7 You can also join the lively conversation going on at facebook.com slash welcometolevel7 or connect with us on Twitter where we're level7pod. And remember, the 7 is spelled out. Our theme music is The Light Fantastic by J.S. Earls, and you can find that at transplant.bandcamp.com. Welcome to Level 7 is a proud member of the Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to make you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx. Learn how to podcast, get productive in your personal and professional life, theorize over TV shows, laugh with our clean comedy, delve into science fiction and philosophy, learn critical thinking from movie reviews, and more at noodle.mx. And once again, thanks for listening. Hey, Evan. Yeah. Let's not ever...
bring up Power Rangers again on this podcast. But Ben, but- in fact, it's not. Let's not ever. Don't ever <laughs> bring up Power but, Rangers on this podcast. But again, surely it's relevant to somebody's interests beyond yourself. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, look, they were my first ever superhero uh, show ever. My first ever plot twist that I ever experienced was the Green Ranger, White Ranger thing that I mentioned earlier. Um, They're making a movie. Okay. All I know is on this podcast, I can control it. <laughs> on the other podcast that, that you're doing with me, which is you're actually like full on co-host now on Strangers yes, and Aliens yes. with me. On that podcast, I know I'm going to end up going to a theater to watch a Power Rangers movie. Oh, it's happening. But for this podcast, Power Rangers talk <laughs> is done. Partially because I don't have a pop screen right now on this microphone. So whenever I say Power Rangers, I'm afraid that it's just popping in people's ears. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's done. No more. Okay. 